Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So Melisandre is literally seeing John turn from a man to a wolf and a man again and into a fiery god-man inside a bonfire. That's what she's seeing and she's seeing this right after she had the Nissa Nissa language of agony and ecstasy. So is Mel going to walk into the pyre like Danny and do a Nissa Nissa transformation like Danny? Is she going to see John in a pyre turning into a man again, but kind of a fiery shadow man? Yes, the answer is yes. It's quite nice. I tried like eight. I really like that tone. Very nice. All right. It's the Melisandre chapter. It's a crazy chapter. It's going to be a lot of fun to read. It's also going to tell us a lot about this new, newish theory that I have about Melisandre walking into John's pyre to resurrect John or to free him from otherish uh, enchantment if, in fact, his body is stolen by the others. So this chapter's got some heavy foreshadowing of John as Azor High, Melisandre's role in that. So this will be a fun one to tear into. The one thing that I will just give you a heads up at the very beginning, and I, when I promoted the stream, I talked about this. Melisandre is going to do a lot of Nissa Nissa stuff, um, specifically the agony and ecstasy language of Nissa Nissa. Both times Melisandre uses fire magic that we can observe. She does Nissa Nissa language. When she bursts the shadow baby, which is foreshadowing for John, who will be a kind of shadow baby, um, as well as in this POV chapter that we're about to read when she has a flame vision of John. So Daenerys and Melisandre, if I had to pick the two most important Nissa Nissa characters, those would probably be the ones. Cat uh, slash Stoneheart is right up there too, um, but Melisandre is such an important Nissa Nissa character. And... If you think about it, this idea that Danny is a Nissa Nissa figure, and what did she do? She woke the dragons. It's like, ah, well, is Melisandre heading for something similarly grand? And the answer is yes. She's going to walk into John's pyre and resurrect John as the dragon out of the pyre, and it's going to be fully spectacular. It's going to be just unbelievable. It's going to parallel the, the alchemical wedding. Hopefully you guys all checked out my videos this week. I did the... Um, you know, the others, uh, Night King's new body and Jon Snow's pyre. Okay, so now we're getting to the important stuff. The Red Priestess shuddered. Blood trickled down her thigh, black and smoking. That sounds like a health issue, by the way. The fire was inside her, an agony, an ecstasy, filling her, searing her, transforming her. Shimmers of heat traced patterns on her skin, insistent as a lover's hand. So let me stop right there. That's the Nissa Nissa stuff. This is also the Danny Pyre parallel stuff. So 
Key line, searing her, transforming her. The fire was inside her. Danny thinks that twice at the alchemical wedding. The fire is mine, and then the fire was inside her. So this is an important line. It's literally the magic is inside Melisandre, searing her and transforming her. I think this is a major clue that her physiology is being changed. She's turning into a fire other. And we're going to get more clues about that in a second. Now she doesn't need to eat or sleep because R'hllor sustains her. So you can see, when she's having the fire vision, she's bleeding. Black blood is trickling down her thigh, which means it's coming from her nether regions, as they say. So, yeah, her blood is black. That reminds us of Beric. Um, Beric has black blood when, he, when he's cut open and bleeds. So it's kind of like George is telling us that the R'hllor magic, it burns the blood. It sears you and transforms you. All the human stuff is burned away. And I think this is also a clue about the Night's Watch. Remember the Night's Watch say, oh, they have, we have black blood. Just like a Dodger fan says they bleed blue, have got blue blood. Uh, Americans, I'll say, or blue-blooded Americans. I'm blue, oh, yeah. So um, Melisande, the, the Watch says, you know, they have black blood because they wear black. But of course, the original Night's Watch were zombies, and all zombies have black blood, whether they're ice or fire. So this black blood, I think, it's a symbol that Melisandre's being transformed. And literally, the next line, searing her, transforming her. Okay. But when the fire's in her, it's an agony and an ecstasy. That's Nissa Nissa language. A hundred days and a hundred nights he labored on the third blade, and as it glowed white hot in the sacred fires... He summoned his wife. Nissa Nissa, he said to her, for that was her name, bear your breast and know that I love you best of all that is in this world. She did this thing, why I cannot say, and Azor High thrust the smoking sword through her living heart. It is said that her cry of anguish and ecstasy left a crack across the face of the moon, but her blood and her soul and her strength and her courage all went into the steel. Such is the tale of the forging of Lightbringer, Red Sword of Heroes. So anguish and ecstasy, agony and ecstasy basically the same and we've seen george use various versions we've seen laughing and crying uh mary mas door is is um first singing and ululating and then it turns into a wail and a scream catlin at the red wedding is laughing and crying um you know madness like her her laughing is a, a mad laughter so here we see when melisandre has the fire vision when the fire is inside of her we get the Nissa Nissa language. And of course, Nissa Nissa had the fire inside her too. Literally, the magical fire of Lightbringer in Nissa Nissa's living heart. That's the agony and ecstasy. So here, Melisandre has the living fire of R'hllor inside her with the agony and ecstasy. So George is strongly hinting that there's some connection between the magic of Lightbringer and that Nissa Nissa ritual and Melisandre's fire magic. Okay, I'll build on this, but this is the Nissa Nissa language. Strange voices called to her from days long past. Melanie, she heard a woman cry, a man's voice called Lot 7. And she was weeping and her tears were flame, and still she drank it in. She's weeping, her tears were flame. You think about the moon as an eye again. The weeping flame would be the moon meteors, so that's an important symbol. It's also the weirwood, bloody tears. And she's drinking it in. Okay, similar to Danny at the alchemical wedding, 
Uh, the fire is hers. The fire is inside her. She drinks it in. She thinks it's the most beautiful thing ever. It's this rapturous, ecstatic experience. And there's also this lover's language, too. Remember, it says, um, shimmers of heat trace patterns on her skin, insistent as a lover's hand. So it's like R'hllor is her lover, right? Tracing patterns of heat on her skin. This is, again, comparative to Danny's bonfire, Drogo's pyre. The, remember, she, Danny's called the bride of fire, and she's like, this is a wedding too. She thinks about walking into the fire and her and Drogo melting as one. So it's almost like her and Drogo are marrying, but really she's wedding the fire. She's the bride of fire. And it's the fire that comes inside of her and transforms her, just like the Melisandre series. Um, so both of this wedding, lover's language of wedding the fire, wedding the magic, and you, it's comparable to Bran wedding the trees. It just means, like, George is telling us, to embrace the life of a sorcerer, you have to wed yourself to it and forego all other things. And Mel's, again, literally having her humanity burned out of her, seared out of her. So she's giving everything to R'hllor. Uh, the, the kindly man at the House of Black and White tells Arya the same thing. You have to give him of many faces everything, every part of you. He'll take it all, even your naughty bits. Okay, so here we go. Here's the heart of it. The flames crackled softly, and in their crackling, she heard the whispered name, Jon Snow. His long face, long, welcome to 7-Eleven, I take your order. <clears throat> his, long his long face floated before her, limbed in tongues of red and orange, appearing and disappearing again, a shadow half seen behind a fluttering curtain. Now he was a man. Now a wolf, now a man again. But the skulls were here as well. The skulls were all around him. Melisandre had seen his danger before, had tried to warn the boy of it. Enemies all around him, daggers in the dark. He would not listen. Unbelievers never listened until it was too late. The flames crackled softly, and in their crackling she heard the whispered name Jon Snow. So the, the most obvious part of this that everyone seized on, now he was a man, now a wolf, now a man again. This is pretty obviously telling us John's spirit is going to be in his wolf, and then it's going to go back to his body. So he's going to go from being a person to a person stuffed in a wolf to a person again. That's easy to, easy to tell. Um, Veramir Sixkin's A Dance with Dragons prologue seems largely written to explain to us how skin changer works. All of it. Second life, especially, but all of it. The taboos, it applies to Bran. And the whole second life thing obviously applies to John. So we know John's gonna be in his wolf. Assuming he's dead, a few people still like to say that his, his juggler wasn't cut and he's not necessarily dead. I don't understand that. It's very But Assuming that you agree with me that he's dead, that means his spirit is now definitely in his wolf. So that's what this means. A wolf, a man, now wolf again. In fact, this line is more evidence that he's dead because he wouldn't be in ghost if his body wasn't dead. So now, one thing that I think people miss about this vision, all of these visions that she's seeing are in the flames, right? But John especially is being presented as being in a fire. 
So the flames are whispering his name. His face floats before her, limbed in tongues of red and orange. So it's not just the fire that she's looking into. His face is limbed with fire. So his face is burning. That's what it means. And also tongues of fire is specifically a divine fire symbol. That's from um, Hebrew mysticism and mythology, but it's pretty common as well. You see that all over the place, the little tongue of fire. Sometimes you see the eyeball in the tongue of flame. Um, It has to do with, there's many concepts, speaking in tongues and divine knowledge and speech. But essentially it means the presence of God. And so John being limbed in tongues of red and orange, it means that he's a God-man, that he's got divine power animating him. The fire of the gods is in his possession. All of these kind of, kind of concepts. Also, the word limbed makes him sound like a tree. It's not L-I-M-B, it's L-I-M-N. But still, trees have limbs. He's got limbs of fire, so he's like a burning tree. And of course, the king of winter is a burning tree man. That's the whole archetype. So he looks, so, and then it says, a shadow half seen behind a fluttering curtain. So again, John is behind a curtain of fire. So what I'm, what I'm saying here, guys, is that George is showing us John in a bonfire, but you kind of miss it because Melisandre is herself looking into a fire to see all this stuff. But the vision of John is himself fiery. His face is limbed in tongues of fire. He's seen behind a fluttering curtain. So Melisandre is literally seeing John turn from a man to a wolf and a man again and into a fiery God-man inside a bonfire. That's what she's seeing. And she's seeing this right after she had the Nissa Nissa language of agony and ecstasy and said the fire was inside her, transforming her. Okay, so is Mel going to walk into the pyre like Danny and do a Nissa Nissa transformation like Danny? Is she going to see John in a pyre turning into a man again, but kind of a fiery shadow man? Yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm telling you. That's the deal. Okay, so John's face floating in fire, wolf, man, and wolf again, or wolf, a man, wolf, man again. Um, a shadow, a fiery shadow. Remember, I keep saying John is a shadow baby and that Melisandre's shadow baby birth scene, which we'll read very soon, also foreshadows Melisandre midwifing John's rebirth. But Mel's mistaking it. She's like, oh, the skulls, this is a danger to John. And it is, like, he's going to be reborn because he gets murdered. But the importance of the vision that Relora is showing her, R'hllor, whatever, is that she has to enter this pyre and help John become a man again, um, to become a fiery shadow. That's something she's going to have to do. And she's seeing that future in this fire. So, unbelievers never listened until it was too late. What do you see, my lady? The boy asked softly. Skulls, a thousand skulls, and the bastard boy again, John Snow. Remember, she only saw um, Alice Karstark once, but she keeps seeing John again and again. So clearly, John is important. She's not even looking for John, but she keeps seeing him in her fire. That's because he's a Sor High Reborn, and her intent 
is to see and find Azor High Reborn. She has this blind spot. She thinks it's Stannis. But her intent is to see Azor High, and she's being shown Azor High. So she'll put it together, I'm sure. Especially now that John's dead. She'll put it together and realize that she's got to resurrect him. It's just going to be way cooler than washing his hair, like on the show. It's going to be a little more than that. Melisandre had practiced her art for years beyond count, and she had paid the price. There was no one, even in her order, who had her skill at seeing the secrets half-revealed and half-concealed within the flames. Yet now she could not even seem to find her king. I pray for a glimpse of Azor High, and Rolor shows me only snow. And of course the word snow is capitalized, so we know this is John. I think that this is going to be an Obi-Wan Kenobi moment. Um, first of all, Jon Snow is Darth Vader. He's armored in black ice with a burning red sword, wearing the black of the Night's Watch, waiting for a red flaming sword. Like Azor High is Darth Vader. And the others, Luke has the blue light. No, Luke has green. Does Luke have blue or green lightsaber? Well, George has inverted the whole heroes in white. The others are in white, obviously, with the blue swords. Okay, so the Obi-Wan Kenobi moment is going to be Mel. So remember, Obi-Wan allows himself to be struck down by Darth Vader so that he can become a Force ghost, and a, spoiler alert, and uh, advise Luke. And he knows he'll be more powerful and useful in the fight against the Sith, if you will, as a Force ghost. And that's what he's, why he says, if you strike me down, I'll be more powerful. And Vader doesn't understand that at the time. So if Mel's turning into a fire other and every time she uses fire magic it sears and transforms her meaning brings her a little bit closer to being an entity powered by fire magic and not food and sleep then a, a giant act of fire magic might be the thing that pushes her over the finish line and transforms her into basically a fire other with a physical body that's not physical anymore. So I think the others, for example, can substantiate a physical form and then turn back into mist at will because their, their bodies don't break the surface of the snow when they walk, but they do stab and kill Waymar. And also their bodies can be stabbed. Like Sam stabs when with dragon glass, it breaks. So it is a physical body, but it's also implied they can turn into mist and like I said, they don't break the surface of the snow. So their physical form isn't totally solid, right? That's not too hard to follow. That's consistent with like the she and stuff like that. And even Melisandre sees the others as cold mists. Tormund speaks about them as a mist with teeth, a shadow with teeth. So I think that the same will be true of Mel. I think that Mel, when she finishes her transformation into fire otherness, if she's not gone altogether, I think she will be a fire spirit at that point. She may be able to materialize and dematerialize at will, or maybe only under certain circumstances. Maybe she'll appear only in fires to people. Maybe she'll be in John's head. Some combination of that. She could be a walking... She could continue to basically look like Melisandre. Maybe she'll use a glamour to maintain her physical body and she'll just be more powerful and she'll be able to make fire whites unlimited. Because remember, Thoros 
every time he has to resurrect Barak, it seems like it drains Thoros too. So there's a limit to how many fire whites you can make. But Melisandre as a fire other might be able to make a whole Night's Watch force of fire others, or at least like 12. So I talked about all this in the Chosen of Valor video. Check it out. But that's, that's the gist of it. Um, she's going to walk into that pyre. I don't think that's the end of her story. I think that she will then finish her transformation. And I'm not sure what that means, how present she'll be. But I think at that point, she'll be some sort of fire ghost. So what do you guys think of that? She was stronger at the wall, stronger even than in a shy. Her every word and gesture was more potent, and she could do things that she had never done before. Such shadows as I bring forth here will be terrible, and no creature of the dark will stand before them. With such sorceries at her command, she should soon have no more need of the feeble tricks of alchemists and pyromancers. So again, there's this, soon she won't need something. She won't need to eat or sleep at all. Soon she won't need any tricks. So she feels her magic is getting stronger as she transforms more and more. And her magic is stronger at the wall. And she's thinking about bringing forth shadows. So that's a part of resurrecting John, because remember, John is a shadow in her vision. So in summation, what have we seen? We've seen, like I said, Melisandre's turning into a fire other. We've seen that Melisandre is walking up to the realization that Jon Snow is Azor High. I think we've seen a lot of foreshadowing that Jon will be resurrected in a pyre and that Nissa Nissa, or that Mel will play the Nissa Nissa role in the pyre, walking into it. Um, perhaps next we might read the Shadow Baby chapter because it'll just be more of the same. So... All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for coming to my birthday stream. And uh, I'll see you again next Sunday with another stream and uh, a video during the week. I'm going to make a habit out of doing the during the week videos. So look out for something on Wednesday, probably. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday. Cheers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.